Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Sunday, April 16th, 2023, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Namanju Podcast, this being episode 65, Manga. I'm TJ. I'm Matt. I'm Bryce. And we have a thick episode for you today, but before I go any further, remember, spoilers ahead for one and for two. Uh, don't forget to check out the Instagram, don't forget to check out our YouTube page, and to engage with us. If you guys have anything on your mind about what we're talking about, any suggestions, so on and so forth, please feel free to hit up, hit us up on our various social media platforms. But back to the subject at hand, right? Manga. What do we got for you today? We got Hajime no Ibu, we got Sakamoto Days, we got Chainsaw Man, we got Kaiju number eight, we got Jujutsu Kaisen, we have My Hero. Then we also are going to talk about our favorite chapter this week, and we got our topic of the week, which is what this week, Matt. Since you switched it up on us, man. What is it this week? Our topic of the week is what is your uh, hear me out hot take for anime or manga? <laughs> With that and without further, uh, wasting any further time because we missed a week last week. Hopefully y'all checked out that review we did of the Redline uh, movie. But uh, Matt, take us into Hajime no Ippo. Whew. All right, so we got Ajime no Ippo, chapters 14, 17, and 14, 18. Indeed. Um, I'm just going to kind of run them together, uh, if that makes any, if that's fine with everybody. That's fine. Um, I mean. So we start off with the, <laughs> the end of all of this foolishness with Takamura and with the reporters pulling up to uh Kamagoya gym talking to everybody about what all is you know what's coming up which is both Sendo and Mashiba's title matches now we obviously know who Sendo has we don't know much about uh Mashiba's guy we just know he's uh you know world champion from Puerto Rico mm-hmm. that's the information they give us in this chapter um Takamura's out here really, really wilding. That's all I'm going to say. Kamagoya uh, <laughs> regulates him as he literally always does. We get quite literally one like one of the saddest panels. Jesus Christ. Uh, of Ipo making the realization that we've all made about how everyone is, everyone from his class and virtually everyone around him has progressed or moved forward Mm. and literally all of his opponents have moved on to the world level and Ipo clenches his fists and just like goes throw a hook even with his um with the weight on his wrist goes throw his hook and right before he hits the bag he stops and then he just looks at it and he goes and sits down and I was curious who that was looking at him uh when he did that because somebody was standing right there mm. and um, he just sits down. Oh, it was the reporter guy. That's right. Cause he was in the next panel. And when Epo sits down, just kind of looks at his hand. Well, it doesn't look at his hand, but kind of has it in front of him. And he just kind of comes to that realization about like all of his opponents. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And then as you know, the reporters walk off, you know, they're just talking about everybody and about Epo and, you know, just kind of other people in the gym and what's next. And, they get to the topic of they get to the topic of Mashiba. But let me backtrack real quick. They keep doing Mordecai was funny as hell. They keep doing these little sprinkles, these little nuggets of like Willy Wony, as if they didn't give us enough of him with the bag and all this other shit 
and yeah. him even making the realization we've all made that everybody around him has ascended to the world level and he's beat all these guys. Yeah. He's knocked all of these people unconscious. Yeah. And yeah, like literally he has separated all of these people from themselves. He has knocked out Vorg, Wally. Okay. Not a, obviously not Ricardo, but Sendo and Mashibo. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. Gives us a, gives us another sprinkle of like shit with the reporters talking about Epo and you know that realization. Like, man, it seems like he kind of never really stopped. And I feel some kind of ways about that a little bit, but we could get back to it at another time. Mm. So then they start talking about Mashiba's opponent, uh, uh, which is the the Puerto Rican fighter that's a specialist at oh infight. And the first image we see of him. Oh, my God. I was like, what type of, like, demon Greek sculpture is this thing? Like, no, like, if you see it, am, Bryce, I, am I wrong? It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. The first, we see, like, what looks like just mostly a silhouette, but still with some detail of a face. And the word that has been used to describe this dude is evil. Um, and he's an end fighter, and they said, like, pretty much he will do whatever it takes. Yeah, he'll do anything. They say he fights dirty, he uses elbows, knees, headbutts, whatever. And I'm like, nigga, kickbox. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nah. I don't know. I read that and I was like, eight limbs? Like, come too on. Many man. Rules. <laughs> like, too many right. rules. Right. Yeah, too many rules, bro. <laughs> Neck ass. Um, and that's essentially how that chapter ends, and it flows obviously perfectly into the next chapter, which is chapter 1418, which is named after Mashiba's opponent, Marcus Rosario. All right, now I'll, I'm stripping all the whole oh, I can talk about this, I'm stripping all that shit down. Yo, what the fuck, TJ? That this was my exact review, my nigga, that, that was has my ever been in this series. Review. That <laughs> was all I was gonna talk about. <laughs> like, Yo, like, like, like I, I fuck the bullshit. It doesn't matter what happens in the whole rest of this chapter. This just, nigga, what is this character like, design? <laughs> bro, this design like, is insane. Like, 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 why does he look like this? Yeah. Bryce, like if Bryce if and any listeners, Bart this, Simpson, bro, <laughs> Bart Simpson, Maggie, Majin Boo, throw yes, throwing some Boo, um, uh, shit, maybe a little Frieza in there. Uh, what's my man's name from Hunter Hunter? Uh, the, the fucking Meryl, yeah, Meryl You put some Meryl woman in there. Yeah, the leader Bryce. of the ants. Yeah, it's like. I'm looking for the chapter. It, it, it don't make sense. This this is supposed this not to be a human. human. <laughs> like, this is this supposed not to a be human, a human. Bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> Listen, for listeners who are not there, this man, his skin as it is drawn, because obviously manga's are black and white, his white. Still. His no hair, hairline. <laughs> there's no visible hairline. It just looks like he has tubes coming out of his head. Here's a cross tattooed in the middle of his forehead as well as in the middle of his chest. It's like... He has, no he has no eyebrows, he has no eyelashes, and he's holding a 38 out the window in broad daylight while his manager barking too hard. While a manager is talking to him about his world title fight because the dog is barking too loud. And then he shoots at his manager because he's he talking too loud. too loud. Nah, Mashibo gonna have to kill this nigga, bro. 
Also, <laughs> more importantly, this no fuck all the bullshit, bro. This really how I felt when I saw when I got to reading this chapter. I said, where where do they find these niggas for Mashiba to fight? How does he keep getting these niggas? <laughs> First Sawamura, now now this? now Frieza Junior, basically. Why do they keep bringing niggas to Mashiba that fight dirty? He can't get one clean boxing match. God damn. He well, is I paying, mean, it might he be is his paying dividends, bro. Yeah, he must be really... The way he was terrorizing niggas in Japan, he's really getting it back on this world level because yeah. fuck. Damn. Nah. Bryce, he, and then, you know, Ippo did his fucking... The, nerd the fucking, out. His, his nerd, his yeah. computer accessing and hey, like yo new, yeah 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 what is that on his head that's his hair bryce how did he do that they're not but they're not bantu knots like he puerto rican it could be no no bro uh-uh i don't think morikawa has ever seen somebody who hails from the island of puerto rico what the fuck that's is that latino are you, you don't maybe, know maybe 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 no, uh, i hey listen li- come on dog have we you have ever airlines. seen Creole Afro Latino? <laughs> have you ever seen them like dermal fucking things you could get? Like you could put like a bump <laughs> in the inside of your skin. No, I yeah, know. Bryce. I'm I'm familiar, Bryce. I'm just saying, like, my guy, come on. Don't, you don't try like to justify this. this. I ain't no 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 no. Bro, he looked like an alien. He looked like he listened to Limp Biscuit too much, bro. Like, what is that this? nigga looked like something that popped out in Gantz. Yeah. <laughs> this this motherfucker looks crazy. The whole rest of this chapter do not mean shit to me after this. Yeah, Once they got I the Puerto Rico, nah, else. he's I didn't wild. Focus on anything else. Nah, that's hey, crazy. Nah, they got to do something about this. Uh, if I am gonna address any of the other shit, Epo talking about him being a southpaw and him. Constantly having files with headbutts, and they can't uh, prove it's and they can't prove it yeah. directly goes in line with what the reporter said in the chapter previous to that. And I can also say, just in personal experience, like I mean, just in any experience, if you see it, like people that have the opposite stance, both feet are in the front. You know what happens? You step on each other's feet, you yeah. bump heads, you hit each other in the you know in the wrong That's area. Why it's sometimes. hard to prove. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's tough. But if he's as it seems, if he understands that already and has, you know, figured out a way to make that work for him within the system, that's like, here we go. It's another one. I just <laughs> hope we don't get chaos again. Like, oh, you know, shit, here we go again. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I'm CJ. Oh, shit. Here we go again. Like, that's how I'm feeling with it. Uh, overall, I thought these two chapters were great, but shit, Morikawa, I don't know where you came up with this. <laughs> Marcus yeah. to put this motherfucker away. Let's finish this art quick. I don't uh, ever want to see this again, bro. <laughs> like, nah. <laughs> this dude, the dude, hockey nightmare fuel. Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, nah. You oh, remember man. Big Worm from Friday? No, Bryce. This is not even. Let that. me find out his hair is. <laughs> this just is in big not even that. No, like that. At the curls, man. Those are fucking craters on his head. What are you talking about? That's what I'm trying to say. We don't, bro. What if steam come out them bitches? Oh my god! Stop. <laughs> just stop. what color do you think the hair is? What, I don't want to know, man. I don't want to know. I don't think he's got any type of human skin tone, bro. He ain't got no eyebrows, but the but the eyeliner's on point. He don't have <laughs> lashes. <laughs> He ain't got no lashes either. Oh, that means he probably can't actually close his eyes. 
This look like that's his specialty. And shit. He can't miss a punch because he <laughs> can't miss a shot because he can see it all. Eyes always open. Eyes no blind spots. Dry like a motherfucker. Um, um, but yeah, I just really fucked with those two chapters. Sorry, I kind of took it too far. You're good. Yeah. You're good. Uh, Pass to you too. I really had nothing to add. Like I, all my notes were like, "What the fuck is that hairstyle? Is it hair? Uh, why does he look like Frieza's distant cousin, Rosario? He clearly didn't pray before asking the barber for whatever the fuck that shit is on his head. Um, or like, he held the gun to that nigga. It was like, you know what I like. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> but Walt pulled up in the barbershop the pistol. I, fuck me like, up, and I better I, like it. And like what? <laughs> like, his beautician is Satan. Damn. <laughs> that nigga, that nigga's a uh that nigga's from Hellraiser. This image is gonna haunt me, bro. I hate this. I hate I, him for the I almost the, threw the, the whole too. series away just on his character design. And that's saying something. I've stuck with Epo for like a thousand four hundred and eighteen chapters. Yeah, we that been shit here, threw man. me all the way off. I was like, I've never seen no nigga like this. You've never <laughs> done this before, Morty Power. What are you on, bro? Who you been with? Who did you model this after? He was fucking with the. Oh, were you just freestyling? That's what it is. <laughs> was he just freestyling? The is, is, is going around. What Fujimoto? influence is going around? Fujimoto. He said if Fujimoto influenced him. I'm like, oh relax. Oh my god, <laughs> relax. Let's hope not. He read. Got... He read. He read the dark. Uh, what is it called? The dark big three. And he said, "Now nah, I got to do something like this. Now I got to get the kids. I got to get the youth." Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I I have nothing else to add. That that character design threw me all the way off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's nothing else we can we're say. All equally just... traumatized. All hey. right, well, I'm gonna take us. I'm gonna take us into Sakamoto days. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yuto Suzuki. We had one fourteen and one fifteen. One fourteen was each one's task. Uh, one fifteen was the good deed collector. Uh, I'm gonna kind of mash them up. But where do we leave off in one thirteen? An action sequence so fucking insane it would put Bollywood to shame. And let me tell you something. Man. Spoiler alert. Dang. This shit also up the ante. It's like every <laughs> single chapter since Tom Brady with a pistol. Shout out Matt. It's been mm-hmm. upping the ante on the stunt tip. I don't know how else to describe it because it's a manga, so it's not really stunts. It's drawn, but it's like they're stunts. Um, Team Seven is at it again, man. Um, but it looks like the pressure's been put on Uzuki, and I'm I I'm gonna reference Five Eleven and Kinderheim because monster i had to be put through it thanks to matt uh now mm-hmm. y'all have to be put through it too uh the whole series is on netflix the manga's there take your time with it i digress i'm gonna start it out there uh yeah like my literal first bullet point is like why are we upping the damn stunts every chapter like was it really necessary and this is specifically on 115 was it really necessary for sakamoto to web sling with a crotch rocket across a bridge i'm not even gonna go into the week before shenanigans uh where the man did like a side flip or like it's i i uh anyway anyway uh the nigga web slang on a fucking cord off a bridge and rolled up beside the bridge on a motorcycle matt i touched on it i touched on it i'm (laughs) I'm my brother. You are nah, you are me. Again. I am you. I, you touch are it me. Again. I am you. The nigga, the nigga swung <laughs> off the bridge cable like Spider Man, holding a crotch rocket and fucking motorcycle under him on a wall. 
but rolled it up a wall while holding the cord to whip himself a wall. That's neither here nor there. I'm just saying it's getting ridiculous every chapter. It's like young. This is a, this is off the top, but young Sakamoto. I I I have to wonder is he more Sakamoto OP? game tapes crazy? Is he more <laughs> OP than he than present day Sakamoto though? Sakamoto with, rookie with season present, is unbeaten. With, I gotta, I gotta with, be real with you. Every time I see young Sakamoto, all I hear is the and one music. Damn. <laughs> well, okay. So let me pose this question. This is off top. Would young Sakamoto give current Sakamoto problems, or would it be the other way around? Because let me hold on. Let me throw. Let me throw something at y'all. Young Sakamoto, but also keep in mind, old Sakamoto's got all the experience that young Sakamoto at this point in his career may not have had. Because this is young Sakamoto. He's just about to join. If not, he's already joined the order. He's just right? raw power. Yeah. And this the old Sakamoto is like, he's got all the experience of young Sakamoto, including the order experience too, right? So I can't help but but it's like. I just don't feel like it's I a debate past old Sakamoto. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm just not sure because it's like, we ain't seen Sakamoto do anything like this. Like present day Sakamoto. That's all I'm saying. Like that's crazy. How do you, you hit somebody you so kid, hard? Man. You you crack the concrete on the anyway. I'm jumping too far ahead. But when the fuck did Sakamoto take his helmet off? And then and then last week, last week, right? I think I want a Nagumo Gaiden, like just a Nagumo story, like finding out that he's the descendant or like everyone in his family were spies and shit, like. He's a master yeah. of disguise. I would not mind a Nagumo. So I know I talked about this two weeks ago when it was uh, Bryce and myself, but it's like, I'm going to say it too while Matt's here. It's like, I, I'm not mad at a Nagumo story if we ever get it. Um, yeah. But this dude, Asaki, was probably the adoptive big brother of Uzuki, uh, probably from 511 Kinderheim too. You know what I'm saying? Like, like th- to be able to have that much sway over him, it feels like that's the situation. Um, and their 511 Kinderheim is called Al Kamar. Now, Uzuki choosing not to kill innocents, that's cool or whatever. But what's alarming to me is how he said he would take out Kendaka with confidence. Like, he he was saying to Asagi, he's like, bro, don't even worry about it. I can take out Kendaka. Don't even worry about it. Like, I wasn't sure before, but I'm getting the feeling that this event now is what's going to cause his mind to fracture or maybe the other personality comes out. But I think this event is the Nexus event. I wasn't sure before because it seemed like it was heading a different route. But more and more, now that we've added the character of Asaki and the pressure they're in, and now that we know that he's the one who's trying to take out the chairman, it's looking more and more like this is it. Uh, speaking of which, we got introduced to the chairman finally last week, right? Yep. Now, uh, and the reason why I'm also saying this too is because now it looks like Gaku is one of the chips on the table. It's like, hey, bro, yeah, you better take out Kendaka because if you don't, I'm taking out your boy Gaku. Now... I'm 95% sure now that Rion is crushing on Uzuki. I'm 95% uh, 95% sure. 95%. Jesus Christ, I'm struggling to say 95%. But uh, again, Uzuki thought to himself, right now I could take out a cow. I believe him. He said it with confidence. He thought it with confidence. And it's like, he has to know about her KK Genkai, right? Her her bloodline ability to just see shit. Like, she's got that Byakugan on 37, right? I also think... I also think she wasn't playing when she told him to drop the phone. I feel like she heard that entire combo and she just doesn't care. Um, Maybe she's playing it cool, but I also think... She, I, I think, really, that she's developing feelings for him. Um, Because I think if that is the case, when she eventually gets got... 
her demise will be that much more devastating. It'll weigh that much heavier on Uzuki, and it'll weigh that much heavier on Sakamoto and possibly Nagumo, although Nagumo's poker face is ridiculous. Every time Kindaka taps into that speed force, you know he just shaved off more time from his back. Um, hey. the religious the religious zealot homie needs to give up. Although apparently now his gauntlets Real also shit. have some Stark Tech outfitted in them. Um, but like he just he's having a bad day. <laughs> um, and then I jumped he was ahead not earlier. ready to run into Mister Deeds. <laughs> I jumped Mr. ahead Deeds. earlier, but like. This chapter ended on a Looney Tunes level of violence again, bro. So hard you crack the concrete at their feet, cause a sonic boom from the impact, and then that person isn't dead. Also, Uzuki's about to make a move. Um, yep. I'm a little concerned for the future, but it's like part of me doesn't want to see what could happen because I'm scared this is gonna be the chapter where it all goes down. You know, when it all falls down, shout ugh. Well, it's probably not cool to shout out Kanye right now. Um, but damn it, college dropout was a good album. I didn't know he was crazy back then. Don't sue me, don't fight me, don't at me. Anyway, that's I digress. Uh Uzuki's definitely about to make a move. I'm gonna pass it over to y'all. Who whoever wants to take it first, uh please you have I'm gonna keep mine brief. Um if you say web sling <laughs> again. No, no, no. I was dead at, I might have, but no. When I first saw uh azuki on the phone and he was like about alkamar orphanage mm-hmm. i thought that nigga was on some uh longing rusted furnace like i was like oh, oh my god like i so, thought it was like, like some soldat- shit to make <laughs> like some winter soldier yeah yeah that's what i thought it was then he was like that would have been crazy yeah i just thought that shit was what it what it was in that scenario and the second one was did you see the, the D's do list? I literally close to, did a yeah. close up on it to read it why he felt like he had enough virtue points. And that shit was funny as hell. Like, sorted recycling, flash <laughs> yeah. hazards to say thank you, water the flower, killed a scumbag. Like, killed a scumbag. That's he's hilarious. on some zealot shit, man. Killed a scumbag was on the list, bro. And yeah. that shit was funny. Um, and just to touch back on the web sling thing, I did just want to point out. The only niggas amazed by this were anybody that was not that did not already show up there with him. Yeah, because a cow already was expecting him to do some shit like that. And he was like, "Where's yeah. Sakamoto?" He was like, "He'll be over here." Whatever. Yeah, you'll find a way. <laughs> and obviously, there's no way to do anything that's gonna shock or surprise Nagumo. So whatever. Right. And then, I mean, but, they already stated the two last chapter. I was like, the thing about Sakamoto is like he can weaponize anything. He can turn anything into an advantage. That's always been he, his specialty. Apparently. He's the Jackie Chan of the assassin world. Mm-hmm. Man, that's um, scary. Yeah, that scary. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my opinion. That's it. Just all on you, Bryce. My opinion. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just keep it. I'm gonna just keep it simple. Um, TJ touched on it. Um, you know, I I I'm always for the action, but what I always appreciate is some simple shit. And what I appreciate is Sakamoto said, I knew this, I know this motherfucker go 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 across this bridge. I'ma just wait. He sat in the car, waited till he came, got out the car, then just yeah, that was back really in the Or some like black dynamite shit. Like I, I knew <laughs> that shit before I came in the room. I knew he was coming here. I knew it. I stayed. 
I just wanted to get you one time. I, I will say, you. I will say though that that like dynamite scene is what the movie kind of became a little unhinged. <laughs> like, yeah. threw that shit before I walked in the room. I threw that shit before I walked in the room. He <laughs> knew it was. Uh... It just got crazier from there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who saw that coming? I mean, oh no. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, that was that's what that was. I felt that energy. Um also it kind of makes sense now if um if uh if if it's about to go south, if if it's about to go left, because Sakamoto's already he's not in the equation. Mm. He's not he's not there. So, you know, that kind of puts things into perspective of how things can go so wrong. Um and Sakamoto's involved. You know, maybe he just wasn't, he was already occupied with something else. So hmm. that's how I'm kind of, that's when I'm wondering what's, what's going to go down now. But um, yeah, um, I thought it was good ass chapter. Good ass hmm. chapters. Hmm. Yeah. Loved it. Fucking loved it. Well, with uh, that, Bryce, you want to take us into Kaiju? Oh, let's go into Kaiju. Let's, let's go. Let's go. It was, um, this was like a solid a solid good chapter. Um, I wasn't expecting the the uh, the fight to go down so quickly like that. I mean, I guess we did get what like five chapters of this fight, mm-hmm. five six chapters, mm-hmm. three yeah five at least. Um, but let me let me go into it. Um, so uh, it was Kaiju number eight, and uh, as we spoke about before the chapter beforehand, uh, Kaiju number eight. Did his thing. Uh one hitter quittered. Kaiju mm-hmm. number 15. He ain't had no chance. Um, and uh we are brought back to the fight with Kaiju number 15, I believe, and Kikoru. Um, and what did we get? We got we got a good old-fashioned uh family, family, uh, family power up, which I always <laughs> love. Um, you know, Kikoru's still in the Genjutsu and she's still crying, but in real but in the in the fight, she's still in it, and she's she's kind of got Kaiju number fifteen on the ropes. Mm-hmm. She's trying to figure out what the fuck going on. She goes back into the Genjutsu. She's still she's still crying, but she also notices that Kafka's there and the whole squad. And now she has a new family that she gotta she gotta look out for and she gotta protect. And then lo and behold, she pulls out the a uh, 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 a new death move, the rumor dropper ten hit. She got <laughs> her looking like a fucking pastel piece. That Damn. shit was crazy. Um, yeah, uh, simple chapter. Um, family rule. Family rules. Uh, you can't you can't fuck with you can't fuck with family power, fam. Uh, fairy tale got it right. Got everything else wrong, but they got that right. Friendship and family. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that Kaiju number fifteen kind of had like this, the same thing going on with Kikoto, where it's like, dang, I'm tr- I'm just trying to make my daddy happy. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to make my papa happy. She did not. She did not uh, succeed. She's dead, um, and he's probably not gonna miss her. Sad as hell, but that's the truth. Um, yeah, um, I'm gonna give this five, uh, five paint, five, five KOs out of five, and I'm gonna pass it along to TJ. Uh, in terms of what I thought, uh, shit, dude, there was not much for me to like highlight. It was just like. Kikoto just won Super Saiyan 2. Yeah. Um, we called it, we've been calling it, and ain't shit else to say except it looks like she molly the fuck out of Kaiju 15. 
Yeah, I'm I not number fifteen would have stuck around for a little bit, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe if you, maybe so the head might still be there. So that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm not sure if she got to the core, but she definitely did some damage. Um, also, I didn't know that a kaiju could have daddy issues. That was wild to me. Yeah. Anyway, I'm curious to see what the feedback from going this hard looks like for Kikoru. Uh, will she be out of commission for a bit? That remains to be seen, right? That sequence of her aging from her child self to present as she grabs like the oversized axe is going to look sick whenever the animation reaches that point. And then lastly, I'm curious like what zone are we going to hop over to next? And I'm curious about Leno's activity because I think he might be a trump card in this battle as well. Yeah. Um, but those are my thoughts. I'm going to pass it over to Matt. Um, One of my favorite things to see and just as an aesthetic, pretty much in in these type of mediums, is always uh, somebody, a small person with an oversized weapon. And I was even more, I was damn near hoping she would have stayed in her dream state as the smallest version of her with that big ass axe and went to work on Shorty. Just because I think mm. that imagery is hilarious. <laughs> like, it's just funny seeing small characters wield big ass weapons effortlessly. <laughs> like, the fact she even got that axe to me, just as herself, as however old she's supposed to be like yeah. you know what i'm saying i think that shit is funny yeah um outside of that i thought the chapter was cool um we still are not getting a whole lot of kafka uh but this fight needed to come to whatever its conclusion was going to be um if it's even that maybe she turns the tide like y'all said maybe this is the tide turn and, you know, maybe she'll finish her in the next chapter or maybe she did now. I mean, I think they probably would have specified the core thing kind of more or less how TJ was saying, but you never know. Um, but I like the chapter personally. It was it was pretty good. I mean, we don't get a lot of kaiju anyway. Right. Um, but these last these last few, you know, especially considering we have to wait for two weeks, these last few have been pretty good. I can't yeah. lie. Yeah. Uh, what we what's next on the agenda, TJ? Well, shit, uh, chainsaw man. Oh, Oof. oh, oh, it's, yeah. it's chainsaw man. We it's uh, yeah. chainsaw man. Now? <laughs> it's just like, uh. The blood fest that is chainsaw man. Yeah. The ridiculous that is chainsaw man right now. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I mean, hey, I guess first of all, <laughs> like... uh, you know, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. This was kind of creepy. Like even for the <laughs> even for the thing, I just don't like this devil. I really don't. I don't like how it's a whole action thing, and she's just trying to be chill, like like she just been on bullshit since she came to the scene. And I'm not just talking about the fact that she's killing people. Right. I'm just talking about the. I'm just talking about the fact that she just showed up in a mess of bodies. <laughs> just she brought a caterpillar in here through a door. <laughs> it's like it's like fam, like you you your energy. Your energy is just a little too much. Like, I can't be a chainsaw man, but you got to at least ease it in, fam. And be ease like, remember, it. this kids read this. <laughs> that's, that's what been I on, been on, I swear, been on 10 since she showed up, fam. And I don't like it. First yeah. thing, we get back to the fight between Chainsaw Man and the Falling Devil. Um, She just, did we talk about the chapter beforehand? I think we did. Um. Let's let's just do a recap of the chapter beforehand. Um, she was feeding the caterpillar, some crazy shit happened, and then Denji showed up. Um, yep. Yeah, so the fight's going on. 
Denji's sort of just being Denji. She's like, yo, I don't want to fight. He's not trying to hear that shit. And then we get an interesting, an interesting little little part of the chapter there, which I really appreciated. She uh she tries to get Genji, Den, excuse me, Denji, with that same fall move that she she hit Aki with. Yeah. And Denji has a flashback. I'm sorry, not Aki. Uh, Asa, Asa. and uh, Yoru, yeah. But we see Aki and we see power and we see Denji's reaction to that. And um, he starts falling. But of course, Denji already had a way to get out of this. He just he just cut his brain up. Jesus and Christ. And becomes like a crazy murder, murder chainsaw thing. Yeah. And then we get into the weird shit. Um, yeah, that wasn't even the weird shit. Yeah. That was just he's, a matter he's of fact. Eating, he's, he's cutting her up and eating her. And then um, she, she's just, at some point, she's just letting it happen. Oh, yeah, I guess a chef she was into experience it. getting eaten at least yeah. once. Jesus. Like, yo, what you owe, fam? She she thanked him for the service, the five-star experience, which is just, it's a little too much. I'm going to just say that. I'm going to just say it. Um, And then she goes ahead and kind of fucks him up just real quick. She's a very powerful uh, devil. Mm -hmm. uh, Weird as hell, too. Um, And then we get someone um, out of the blue. I don't know who it is. Um, Probably... Probably, uh, probably the uh, I don't know who this is. This, this, this thing, this, this, this manga got a lot of questions, and I'm loving it. But someone comes along, feeds Denji his blood. I'm assuming it's a dude. Denji gets right back up, and he's about to get right into the fight. Uh, and of course, the devil has found Asa. So, what's gonna happen next? I don't know, but it's going to be pretty interesting. Um, I just need this devil to go away. Like I'm, I'm too like creeped out. It's too nasty. It's too yeah. nasty. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta weak stuff. I'm gonna pass it along to me. <laughs> Matt. <Well>. Oh shit. <laughs> I feel like that was a heavy pause. George Morikawa got his character from here. This is where Marcus. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Now I understand where I thought the character should be. Um, one, uh, I'm. I'll start. I'm gonna actually work backwards. I'm gonna go from the most current chapter and then go. Hey back yo! To <laughs> Whoa! That's a bold ass comment you made, sir. What the fuck? It's the the fucking the thirty eight devil apparently. <laughs> the loudness devil. That's him. Shit. <laughs> The volume devil. Uh fucking I always love any opportunity we get to see like the chainsaw man, you know. Um, so it's always good uh cool to see that. <clears throat> Very weird. Um very weird fight. <laughs> uh Denji talking about I just cut my own brain when people yeah. are trying to like mess with my head. Wild, <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah. Chainsaw sure. Man eats her, which is supposed to be his way to beat everybody, right? And that doesn't like, work. That was cute, but um, she lets it happen. Like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's been a while since I got eaten. Like, she was like, she I'm she into this. Get out. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I'm into this. Yeah. I'm into it. That's exactly. I'm into this. And now, <laughs> who knows what's gonna happen with Asa and Yodu at this point? 
Now, going further back, I'm not even going to address the chapter before that. It was just all <laughs> wild shit. I'm just going to call it like that. There's no <laughs> other way to put it. That whole last chapter was wild as hell. We at least got Denji pulling up in them last two panels, but nah. Nah. All, all Inception nightmare type shit. <laughs> Bro, this is my... I thought he was in his shit before, like... I'm like, wow, Fujimoto just don't... He just... Just don't mess with the freaky shit. And I don't mean it in that way. You feel me? Like, yeah. God damn, man. I don't hate I it, obviously, but it's just like, man, he this he is not playing no games with us. None. And that's, you know, that's pretty much where I'm at with it. At least as far as uh as far as chainsaw man is concerned. I'm I'm just I'm interested in how Dingy is gonna come back from this. And then I'm also interested in, like, what role Yodasa or Asa Yodu or whatever the fuck. I'm just very curious, like, what role she's going to play and how this ends. Right. Or shit, for all we know, the damn manga could end and this damn fear devil or whatever the hell could kill all of them. And then that could just be the end of it. Who knows? Right. Like, knowing Fujimoto, you just never know. So I just expect the unexpected. Um, but that's where I'm at with it. TJ, I'm gonna pass it to you. Um Chainsaw Man's been weirding my ass out a little bit lately, but uh oh yeah, check us out. First bullet point on my notes, bro. I don't even know. Um <laughs> that being said, the last chapter as weird as it was, felt like classic chainsaw man, blood and gore. Denji somehow ending up split in two. Um, him dealing with the Genjutsu. Okay. <laughs> like, it's like, all right. I mean, I guess that is a solution. Uh, chainsawing your own brains. But, you know, knowing that he's got the healing fat. How many of his battles do you think he actually remembers? Anyway. It's interesting how the paradigm has shifted in part one, everybody was after the chainsaw's heart. Now in part two, everyone seems to be after the war devil who might be a key component in ushering the apocalypse based on what we learned a few chapters ago between uh, Yoshida and Fami. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying those things aren't linked. I just thought it was the, the parallels were interesting. Again, another mysterious figure, this time uh, an arm donating some juice, some blood juice to Denji. Is Please it Yoshida? Who is the other chainsaw? Right? Remember, we still don't know who that person is. Things aren't looking too good for Yodu and Asa. Uh, is and I thought it was weird how Falling Devil showed up to their location. Was the Falling Devil flying or falling sideways? But um, anyway, I'm not looking forward to the next one because this hey, series is the theater of the unexpected and i don't know what to expect i'm i like i don't know man <laughs> i just don't know that that's where i'm at with chainsaw man like a, like if you want to be gory fine if you want to be horror fine don't be freaky with it though <laughs> you can't do all three right right i said pick a lane <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm gonna pass it back to y'all. Should we go into the next one? 
Yeah. Before we do, Bryce, you good on time? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, shit. We another heavy one. All right. <laughs> um, so we got my head hurt. <laughs> we got 219. Oh, damn it. We didn't talk about last week either, did we? For Chainsaw or Jujutsu? Jujutsu. Oh, no, I got you. I got you. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Gay Gap. Don't worry. We're all going to go through this headache. Jujutsu Kaisen Gay Gap Gutami. Chapters 219 and 220. 219 was the bath part four. 220 was self-purification, self-constraint. Where did we leave off? Yorozu said, I'm going to give you my everything. Let me summarize this. Uh, Well, fuck. It's not the first time <laughs> I've summarized Jujutsu Kaisen <laughs> like this. Yeah. Uh, but this manga is too damn stressful. Every chapter is telling you to abandon all hope and that the good guys will not win. Alright, I, I broke my review for Jujutsu Kaisen down into two main bullet points, one for 219 and one for 220. Obviously, 219 is going to be a little bit shorter due to recency bias, but I'm going to start with the 219. Sukuna really is the end-all, be-all when it comes to curses. Like, why is his face so asymmetrical? Because we remember in 219, like, this is I feel like this is a flashback where we see him like in a different angle. Like we've seen the full on angle, but we've never seen him just being. And it's kind of, I thought it was a little odd. Like curses are just out here like this in, in back then, right? Like they just, they were being worshiped and whatnot um, during that Heian era. Now, oddly enough though. Yeah. I don't think we've ever seen him speak in a flashback. Or I could be wrong, but I don't think we've ever actually seen Sakuna speak in the past. This chapter may have given us a slightly different angle of what he looked like back in the day. Now, Yorozu, straight wildin', like straight wildin', cheeks out, not even some draws, like real quick, just grab something, just, no, just cheeks out. The thing that I thought was crazy, yeah, even with that, the thing I thought that was crazy was did Uraume cut Yorozu or did Sukuna do that without even trying? Because Yorozu got up to him and cozied up real quick. And was that their first and last encounter? It was pretty much grand opening, grand closing. Um, uh, Yorozu's domain expansion versus, I should say, uh, 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 Tsukumo's. I call their Sumiki in my notes, but Sukumo's domain expansion versus Yorozu's domain expansion. I remember talking about this with Matt on the phone, right? But mm -hmm. uh, Tsukumo straight up has a black hole domain expansion, right? And then, like, she has the ability to manipulate gravity, and at some point, if she chooses to expand her domain, like, she turns herself into a black hole. Yorozu's domain expansion is that perfect sphere with... um with that those three things that she uses to kind of like like trip up her opponents and ensure that her domain certain kill which is the sphere is going to hit right i'm mm -hmm. curious to see who would win between the two of them kenjaku was a little worried about uh tsukumo's domain right and uh the whole black hole thing but tsukuma did uh tsukuma jesus christ i'm like too many to the sounds sukuna hasn't even broken a sweat then the chimera shikigami now I don't know about y'all, but last time we saw the Chimera, it didn't look like it was on gear. It didn't look like it's been taking PEDs and juice. Um, no, not once, last time, at least. Once again, Sukuna is able to release these Shikigami at their full potential. The motherfucker looked massive. Yeah. 
And then, of course, that chapter ends with Fushiguro being completely at the bottom of the sunken place. Uh, it was actually kind of a sad ending. It's that sad. was his sister, man. Like that. That was one of his core missions. Was like, I just want to save my sister, and that that happened. And of course, Sukuna did it with the most evil intentions. Like that was a part of the plan, Playboy. Anyway, two twenty. Kenjaku is a nasty motherfucker. To add, remember where we left Tengen? Tengen got done in like Yamcha. I was like, okay, cool. That's where his body's going to be. It's just what it is. RIP, rest in power. We hardly knew you. Now, Hmm. you mean to tell me that Kenjaku, to add insult to injury, turned Tengen into one of his Pokemon? I almost threw my laptop away. Also, what kind of wicked shit is this? Like, the barrier that the calling game is built on happens to be one of the barriers that Tengen built, and it uses Sukuna's corpse as a fucking battery. Shit's getting wicked. Yeah. I still feel like there's something there in that Tengen and Sukuna look way too similar. Like, Tengen's final evolution. I'm going to find out Sukuna ain't really the bad guy. Uh, I don't (laughs) like that. If he ain't the bad guy, my nigga, I'm stopping. I'm just quitting this manga. I we're gonna find out this actually is all vengeance from this nigga because he (laughs) turns out Tangan kills Sakuno's puppy and then like he turned his life around, found Christ, and was like, you know what? Anyway, (laughs) but Sakuno was like, I ain't forget anyway. Uh, (laughs) he's like, fuck this. I I guess I gotta, uh, I guess I gotta be the curse, right? Be Baba Yaga again, right? Right? Turns out Sakuno wasn't even on that, they just killed his puppy anyway. Kenjaku introduces a bug into the system and bullies Kogane. He's like, hey, Kogane, I'm going to need you to add this rule or else I'm going to shut this game down now. And I know you don't want that. I'm going to just break this battery off, destroy this barrier. The game's going to end. And Kogane, you are programmed to make sure that the game never ends. So you pick player. And Kogane was like, "Uh, uh, 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 hey, everyone, new rule. Uh, No new players can be added to the game. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so it's like Jesus. And then did you all notice that the Kogane that hangs around uh Kenjaku also has a scar on its skull? Like maybe Kenjaku hopped from that body at some point. Um possibly. Now possibly. with this new so we have the new rule about no new players, and then we have the additional rule that the game only ends when essentially Suguru Geto, Kenjaku, and Fushiguro Megumi Sukuna are the last players standing. So essentially what that translates to, what that translates to is the game ends at the apocalypse. Got it. Now, before I forget, I got to give a shout out to the comment section on Manga Katana because there was a commenter who pointed something out on the outside of this chapter that I don't think I would have realized on my own. Uh, So essentially... What does this new rule, not the the last two people standing rule, but that no new players rule means? Now, if you read the chapter, you know that it ends on a somewhat positive note that, okay, Gojo's coming back. But with this new rule, it means that even if Gojo comes back, he won't be allowed to jump into the game at all. This automatically expels the strongest from being able to participate in the game, right? Which is wild. So it'd be like, he'd be in a position where he's just watching everybody get murked, essentially. I'm not saying it's going to happen like that, but the signs are pointing to it might go down this way. Uh, remember, Jujutsu Kaisen, as of this moment, has made things look very bleak. Yes, it has. Uh, and it's just like, 
it's frustrating how Kenjaku just has contingency after contingency after contingency. It's like, where does it end? And this is why this manga is so stressful. I thought the conversation between Maki and Wiwi, uh, old girl's little brother, who's been like kind of helping out on the sidelines, made me realize that Maki was still holding back some. So it sounds like maybe she was holding back subconsciously because, all right, we still don't know how to make the game end. But now that all that other stuff has been eliminated, she doesn't have to hold back, which is a scary thought for their enemies. We literally have every heavy hitter gathered in one room ready to go to war, uh, especially when they're starting to tend to Hannah slash Kurusu, the angel. Even with that, like if you look around that room, you see Kenji, you see Yuda, just to name a few, right? Obviously, Yuji's there, so on and so forth. Uh, we even see their old uh, Gojo and um, Segudo's old classmate who became like the number one jujitsu surgeon on the block, right? She's actually helping them mend Hannah as best as she can. Even with that, I still don't have hope that the good guys are going to win, um, which is scary. But the other scary thing that was revealed here is Sukuna is truly one of one. He's the only curse who's ever figured out how to live on after death. Think about that. When Angel dropped that knowledge, I was like, what? None of the other reincarnated spirits knew this was even a possibility. That being said, I thought it was crazy. Like, what if Angel were able to merge with Yuda? How crazy would that be? Like, how crazy would that be, though? Like, if Angel could merge with Yuda, like, that'd be a problem. But another thing, I, I didn't write this in my notes, this is off top. Uh, they're definitely free to, like, free Gojo. Now that um, Sukuna's off with Megumi's body, like, on the other side of the co uh, the zone or whatever, the colony, it's like, maybe they can just focus on opening up the prison since Choso just handed uh, Yuji the tutorial book and also the back of the prison realm box thing or whatever. It looks like they're all, all things are pointing to, okay, Gojo's about to break out of jail. He might have a teardrop tattoo, might have converted to, to Islam. Maybe he did a few push-ups. He might be swole as hell, right? Well, we're going to be seeing Gojo next week. Um, or at least I, if not next week, soon. Um, I feel like when uh Gojo coming out the coming out of that prison is like the Drewski skit about when a person get out of jail. This <laughs> <laughs> Yuji, no man, this not you. This little Yuji, hell no. Why does Drewski have a skit for damn near everything? Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I think Yuji needs to chill. Nobody told you you had to eat anything. Just relax. Uh, shout out nah. to yeah. I just I think he needs to chill. It's like, bro, you might not need just read that tutorial book first. Maybe like understand the powers that you may have as a cursed womb. Go from there. Nah, um, he he said fuck that. He gonna break Gojo out and eat the prison. <laughs> he gonna eat that bitch. I mean, he, he said I I eat whatever. Niggas was like, yo, yo, what is that even mean? Is this <laughs> right? Anyway, that was my thoughts. I'm gonna pass it off to you, Bryce. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Ug, Ug, about to be Mister E E. Um, listen, I ain't got shit else to say about this. I've said what I've said plenty of times, and I think <laughs> I think y'all know what I. I think y'all know where I stand with this. I know what's happening, but I don't know what the fuck going on. Uh, Classic. I don't know. This, <laughs> this this manga is just depression. That's all it is. They not fighting curses. They fighting depression because <laughs> this nigga Yuji's had enough. Now he's just about to develop a fucking eating problem, just eating curses and shit. This motherfucker Fushiguro, he ain't never gonna be okay. Ever. 
Oh man, I was I was hoping, bro. But look, he he already had like a shitty situation, shitty dad. But the dad loved him, so he left him some shit. All he had was his sister. Now his sister gone. He don't even want his inherited shit. He'd have killed his sister. Honestly, it would have never worked out because if the sister won anyway, that shit was gonna get get get, get even weirder. So, like, mm. there was no way he wasn't gonna be depressed. Um, oh. I guess is I guess this is the 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 better of the two possibilities I guess um yeah man this nigga go gojo cheating um yeah man we, we just here with it we just here with it this shit a lot I'm a, I'm gonna pass it off <laughs> damn pass, we're right just, just going through it <laughs> we'll pass it to back God we just, we just here with it this shit a lot <laughs> like, <laughs> Now back to y'all in the studio shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I don't know what to say. Despair. You're going through it too. Like, like you're going through uh, the, it too, bro. Despair. Uh, trying to read this motherfucker was. I read this like three times because I was like, bruh. It can't be like this every week. <laughs> yeah, but apparently it can. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's still some people that ain't that ain't pulled up on Sakuna yet. But like, is it even gonna matter? I don't Man, know. It's like, like this: the Japan East All Stars all teamed up together. Everybody is all together. <laughs> like, are right, what we finna do? And all like, right. yeah, pretty much. Like y'all finna just bring Gojo back for nothing, or Gojo just finna be like. Well, with my infinite shit, technically, I'm not really in here. Ugh. Like, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> then that's going to be game. Uh, the likelihood of that happening is impossible. But it'd be funny to me. At any rate, I thought this chapter was good. Enjoyed it a lot. I always enjoyed Jujutsu Kaisen. One of the more consistent manga um, that we're reading. Obviously, I don't. I think the one we're reading that just never misses a Sakamoto days. But we've talked about that a bunch of times. Um. Yeah, that's just pretty much where I stand with it. I enjoyed the chapter and it, the the two chapters rather. Um, like I said, for that first one, despair. That's all I could really say. And then, man, just knowing that these niggas have a contingency for if they contingency go wrong, it's yeah. just like, damn. You got a backup plan for if your backup plan. You got a backup plan for that backup plan. Right. Nigga, cheat. Yeah, for real, man. Real, I bet you this nigga got a backup plan if Gojo Gojo get out. Like he made it so if he breaks out the prison realm, he evil now. Damn! Oh my god! All right, let's move he on. Before I start. That's what the that's what the fuck gonna happen <laughs> next chapter. Uh, on that sad note, uh, well, let's just keep the sadness going. Going to my hero academia. Go ahead, sir. Um. So at any rate, we got uh do I got two chapters of this? I do not. Thank no, you. No, just one. Did you say thank you? <laughs> yeah. Uh we got chapter 385. Now I'm gonna start with the positives. I'm gonna overview the chapter and I'm gonna start with the positives. But I think I, I think I'm on my way out the door, man. Um this chapter is called The Impulses of Youth. Um, it's chapter 385. Now we start off with a map. On the very first chapter. Now, 
they pretty much should have been starting every chapter with this, I think. Just to give some sort of, I guess you could say, semblance of where everything is, or at least where everyone is in, in proximity to one another. Yeah. Um, Because I thought that was really helpful, at least for, uh, especially for the narrative that they, you know, pretty much set forth in the beginning. And pretty much we got Mount Mount Lady, Todoroki, and um, Gigomachia just opening a can, a case, just just all whoop ass on uh, All For One. And All For One... Like I said, it's getting smoked, all this other shit. And suddenly we see these flashes of light whip up out of the ground. Now, I couldn't tell if this was like a beam of energy, like a, a energy whip, um, or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'm sorry about the sirens. I apologize, y'all. You're good, bro. Um, but yeah, man, I just... I wasn't really sure how to read it. You feel me? Um, and then we see pretty much what was left of all for one's body from the beating he was taking, which he was virtually like bone. You know what I'm saying? They had completely decimated this guy's body. And, you know, he just starts talking about like, as his body continues to reverse, uh, as his body continues to reverse age, you know, his um his power is growing or it's basically becoming less manageable and he's allowing himself to sink more into darkness. So he's getting stronger. Sounds a lot like what you were just telling me uh, Shigaraki was doing, but I digress. So um, they come to the realization also that to speed up the reverse aging, they have to keep hurting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawks is the one that comes to their realization. I'm about 90% sure Hawks is dead. Yeah, he's not going to be in Rush Hour 3. Nah, I'm about 90% sure Hawks is, no pun intended, cooked. Um, And then we get, flat, not a flashback, but we get another zone hop um, where, you know, uh, essentially them losing to All for One is being filmed all around the world. And... Uh, we see a random hero pop out. Somebody that went on and, and tucked ahead, you know, before uh, beforehand catches a car, you know, before it hits these two people. And this was, I forget which hero he was. Like, I know what he looked like. I just forget what his hero name was. Right. Um, and they showed it, you know, he had come back and, you know, basically came back to be a hero and, Pretty much is saying like, yo, this, this, you know, this, I couldn't help it. Like, I couldn't just stand by and watch this shit go down like this because in all for one's mind, the world witnessing y'all getting beat down is like niggas understanding this over. And obviously the flip side of that is that he's not considering is uh, a lot of them heroes that tuck tail and went home are watching this at home. Yeah. So obviously that might inspire some of them or, you know, it'll continue to inspire fear. I still feel like that was whack as fuck that all those heroes did that. I thought I would lose all respect for heroes. Yeah, I'm oh, OK. I'm flipping. Fuck it. 
I'm going to be a villain behind some shit like that. Y'all, you mean to tell me a nigga that's a hero when the shit get tough? He was like, man, I'm going to the crib. Fuck this. It's a <laughs> yeah. bunch of y'all. He just pulled a Wong. Nah, G. I couldn't even respect I got to go back to the sanctum, you know. Yeah, basically. And then we get, um, you know, we get the last panel, which I'm sure everybody's going to go crazy for because um, we see Stain again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just gonna before I get into the things that bothered me or whatever, because again I'm staying positive first. Like I, I think people are gonna assume uh, that Stain is gonna like be on some dirty shit when he isn't, um, because Stain's whole beef with everybody is about heroes actually being heroes. Right. He has no beef with Midoriya. Because he thinks Midoriya is a real hero. Obviously, Midio Togata is a real hero. Oh my God, I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it. (laughs) But that's what he believes. You feel me? And I think after, like, I think in the moments of him witnessing stuff like that, I think he's going to, he'll help them. I really don't think they're about to have to run the fade again with, uh, with staying. And if they do at this point, I mean, he's the one that's been locked up, not able to use his powers and shit. They've been out, they've been training, they've been doing a bunch of shit. So right. they should be able to handle him like fairly easily. Um, I'm just gonna say what I've been saying for the last few weeks. This shit is a big case of too much too late. Like, yeah, this is cool. This was a good chapter. It you know, it hit a lot of shit, but like, okay, and where are we gonna be next week? Right. Where are we going to be next week? Because we've only stayed with this like for the last, what, two, three chapters? Mm-hmm. We haven't stayed consistently on any of that. And it's like, and how is it now that this has become the most prime part? Like when quite literally the fate of the world is resting in the hands of Midoriya. Right. Because I also get that like, they're like, okay, well, we got to stop. Uh, we got to stop off one from getting over there, but like his fate is sealed. He's going to die no matter what. So like his best bet is really just to try to help Todoroki. I mean, not Todoroki. His best bet is to try to help Shigaraki take out Midoriya. Like, I don't think he can get that body back unless he knows something we don't know. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Because obviously the point is of everything that's happening is they have to stop him from getting there. They're not going to, you know what I'm saying? We, we all read manga like we know how certain shit is just going to go. They're not going to stop him from getting there. It just becomes more or less a thing of like, I don't know, you know, how is he about to end up getting over there? So right. who knows? We'll see. But I don't know. This was just, you know, it's cool, but it's just too late. At least as far as I'm concerned, like I, I'm my everything with this is just I'm just being a completionist at this point because I've read 300 plus chapters I gotta see where this is going in yeah I'm in too deep I gotta see how this is going in but if me if my journey of trying to see how this shit is going in takes me 500 chapters in I'm out of this motherfucker I'm not staying (laughs) around for that many more like I'm really not it's tough like I was telling TJ off air like I've already found another manga that I feel like I can just start reading on a weekly basis that I'm I've pitched to him. I haven't got a chance to talk to Bryce about it, but we might end up talking about it on here. Hmm. Um whatever. At any rate, that's where I'm at with uh with you know whatever academia. 
So it's on you, TJ. Pass you the mic. Uh, death by a thousand cuts, I guess. All hope is gone. R.I.P. Hawks, wings at the very least, and potentially Hawks. Only thing that was really noteworthy to me was the appearance of Stan at the end, because I think he might just be on some anti-hero shit, not necessarily on some villainy. Uh, um, I thought you was gonna say Manetta telling him to take his quirk. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> take these great balls bro <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I, I thought it was a touching moment between Mineta and Tokoyami uh, not gonna hold you <laughs> but uh, no it was it's like that's his homie sticking up for him you know yeah, um, you can see like Tokoyami had the tears and was like, like yeah, you know but um it was just wild. I honestly thought for a second, okay, there was one thing that tripped me out. Um, when All for One was reduced to just muscle fibers and a skeleton, I thought mm-hmm. that his uh, his acceleration, his his youthful acceleration, whatever, the rewind, had taken him to that point. I didn't realize. I did too at first. You know, like, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, like, he really ain't got that much time. Left. I didn't realize it was because the beat down he put on him and then he just healed again. Um, but other than that, no, I don't really have much to add, man. We'll see where it goes. You know, I'm more like I like you. I'm I've I've read, I've I put in time, I've invested in. Like, let's just see where it ends. Yeah. Um. Well, with that, we can uh talk about what our favorite manga of the. I guess you could say the last two. Do we want to do two separate ones? No, nah, let's just do one. It's fine. I don't know if like it makes sense for us to do the two weeks. All right. Well, what was your favorite manga? Uh, I picked up Versus, the new title by one uh, creator of Mob Psycho and One Punch Man. I'm enjoying it so far. The first, I've been reading through the first chapter, and it's pretty interesting. I think it's going to do a good job of subverting the isekai uh, typical narrative on its head. Uh, versus. Yeah. I'm going to pass the mic over to Bryce. Oh wait, Bryce. Oh no, yeah, Bryce is gone. Right, right. Oh, uh, thank you, Bryce, for contributing when you did. Um, we'll pass it over to you, Matt. What you? What was yours? Um, well, I have still been reading uh, Zhang Shi X uh, on Manga Plus. I've actually been reading it since one. I forget if it was you or Bryce that suggested it, but I I haven't stopped reading it since then. About twelve chapters in. Mm-hmm. Uh, this most recent chapter was really, really good. Um, but I can't lie to myself, man. Sakamoto days. Sakamoto days. I don't read manga that make me, that give me like a rush like I'm watching a movie or like I'm watching like an action scene. I don't read manga that give me that feeling where I'm like, oh shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And yeah, man, that's the fact that they keep the fact I that I keep anti. looking at panels like I'm rewinding an action scene is insane. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. I, I mean, you you could take Sakamoto Day's chapter one, and you you would not be able to predict the path it's 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 taken uh, to get to where it's at today. Uh, it's at all. Yeah, yeah. Not off that first chapter, I will say. With that, though, shall we segue into the topic of the week? Ooh, yeah, let's do it.
All right, go ahead, man. Um, our topic of the week is what is your hear me out? <laughs> what is your hear me out opinion for anime or manga? We're going to start with Bryce, who had to leave because uh, he had some other obligations, but he did text us what his was. And his hear me out uh, hot take was any anime with quote unquote fan service is most, li- most likely trash. Titty is the death of content in anime. <laughs> um, I will say that I actually <laughs> agree with that. <laughs> and and uh, I will use this as an example. Uh, and I know Anthony, my, my brother, who's currently uh, living in Korea. If he hears this, he'll agree with me. But if you... History's Strongest Disciple, Kenichi. Okay. If you watched it first, see, or however many seasons there were, cool. Fan service wasn't something too crazy. But if you read it, it, it's the first franchise where I was ever like, okay, this is actually taking away from the plot. Um, It made zero sense for there to be as much fan service as there was toward the latter half of that series. Uh, it it literally detracted from the storyline, in my opinion. But I think I think Bryce's hot take has some legs to it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. It it, it definitely comes from a, um, a probably a frustrated place for him. But I knew I get where he's coming from. I get hundred percent right. get where he's, where he's coming from. Titty um, is the death of anime. Is the death of anime content. content. Um, I hear him. I I definitely hear him. I get where you're coming from with that shit. Like, it could, it really could be just because I don't know. Because then, it, to me, that type of shit also just further plays into the the stereotype that you already get in general. You know what I'm saying? Right. With anime and you know the the whole uh shit like the venn diagram of anime and nerd and all this other stuff is just the stereotypical otaku yeah mm-hmm. then you add in it's like you know like all the memes where it's like any other time you watch an anime it's like right right all these right. action scenes you know somebody walking and then around someone's TV, like it's like, like ah no it's, it's not like, what you they just ah, at, yeah yeah like uh like did you ever watch death note or read it. No, I didn't watch or read Death uh, Note. I uh, missed the boat on that one. There's a chick named Mika in the series that like dresses kind of provocatively or whatever, but mostly in like goth type of. Oh, attire. you don't even have to reach that far, bro. Uh, Fire Force, Lucky. Oh, Ledger. yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect, that one. Like you in there by yourself watching him fight his brother, and it's like, damn, the sound, the sound design on the show. We're all still the fire, you know, the fighting. Somebody effects, walks man. in. Oh, somebody walks done, in and shorty trip. fall out her whole fire fit. I'm like, all right, <laughs> hey, it's like, God, come damn on, it. Yeah, I'm, I promise you, the series isn't this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I get where he's where he's where he's at on that. Yeah, I'm actually really curious, TJ. What is your uh, hear me out? Okay. Uh, I had one, and it could it skirts anime manga, but I don't get the hype on Scott Pilgrim. I don't. I okay. Like I tried, I tried it. I just don't get it. I don't see the appeal. Like um, read it, everything. Type I shit. read it, watched the movie. I don't get the appeal. I don't, man. Like and the reason why I chose this one is because like if you read the original comic, it 
it's essentially a manga, an American yeah. one, but it's like I just I don't get it. Everybody was hype on it, and so I was like, I kind of jumped on the bandwagon, and then I read it, and I was like, this, this is kind of boring. Um <laughs> that's just, hey we judgment free, hear me out, hot take, right? I'm, I'm hearing you out. Um okay, my other one this, this may or may not be controversial, but bro, that whole fate stay night zero whatever (laughs) yeah i don't understand it (laughs) i just like i don't get it i don't understand it bro uh i if that's what you're into cool i i tried i tried i tried i really (laughs) did i just don't like maybe i'm just too old or something i don't know bro i just i can't anyway i'm curious to hear yours I have more than one. Uh, my first one is niggas confuse something making them feel something with it being good. Mm. Uh, I am tired of people trying to tell you something is good just because it's sad. Motherfuckers <laughs> will tell you like, yeah, oh man, it's so good, so layer bomb. I was like, is this shit is just dark. <laughs> like, like, listen. Like, I understand everything. Hey, bro, is like, trust me. Promise Neverland, bro. <laughs> like, right, nigga. It's like what? Like, hold on. I promise, like, I know everything is like uh, objective, right? Like, everybody has their own opinion on anime, shit like that. But like, right. I think, and it's not even in a sense of like things being like in waves. And I know you know where I'm coming from because you've been in this community as long as I have. Like, whenever <laughs> niggas try to suggest something, it's like. Like, it's so super, super, super good. It's always depressing. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't, it don't got to be a shonen, but like, can it be something else? Like, right, right. <laughs> like, so I, 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 I turn to manga and anime to escape reality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, or like, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I hate that I shit. I feel that. Like, yeah. Yeah. They, I, I just, don't confuse like or you know like i said just emotion like people just be like man it it made you feel this way so you liked it and it was just like okay and that's fine but that doesn't mean the show was good like this shit with terrible writing again i understand everything is objective but like i'm trying to think what's a good example like i don't know there's just like there's shit that has bad writing that people will like love it's like yeah it's just this isn't good yeah you know what I'm saying? I get it. Everybody, you know, everything has a fan base. Whatever. Um, it is what it is. Um, my other hot take is uh, I my I well, it's not even a hot take. I guess it's just a regular complaint. I don't think there's any reason that there should be a delay in sub and dub releases. I just don't get it. Like, I don't want to hear nothing about all oh, should be translated or if they, you know, this is how they may want it. I don't want to hear none of that shit, man. Like, everybody gets access to the material. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody has it. Like, I don't want to hear what niggas don't have access to or, oh, we may not have an animation. Turn into you know grievances. <laughs> you know what? Matter of fact, now it is grievances. <laughs> Where the fuck is my anime Sakamoto days? And then, no, no. <laughs> um, no, um, 
I just low key just want to uh, get that off my chest. I have I have a real old old nigga hot take. Anime don't look as good as it <laughs> used to. An old nigga hot take. Well, I like that. I'm a I'm an old anime nigga hot take. I, anime don't look as good as it used to. It looks great. Don't get me wrong, but there's a level of mean. polish I on some shit exactly that's what too polished. It's too clean. You take an like, Akira. You take a uh, 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 fucking uh, uh, midnight Goku Midnight Eye, right? Vampire Hunter D. Vampire Hunter D. Like any, I think it's just the well. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not. But I, I'd imagine it has to do with the transition from hand drawing things to digital. Maybe something is lost in translation. Perhaps I don't know. It's but. it's not even necessarily that. It's just like. There's and it's an, I've I've checked this box off like I know it's not nostalgia. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's a distinct feeling you get when you watch certain shit. And like that shit is just like I don't get that when I watch. Like just from the aesthetic, like in taking it into your eyes. Like I have not had that feeling with like present day shit. Uh I I'd argue that Dragon Ball Super Broly may have recaptured a bit of that. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? There and and the only other one that has ever made me feel away, but it wasn't even, it wasn't even because of, of well, you know, no, I, I yeah, I, I shit, I'm going all over the place. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm all these no's and yes. Demon Slayer. Ooh. Um. The yeah. when they fit and they finished the last arc, not even the whole, because you know there was 3D and that and stuff. Not all the shit when he was fighting Tengen with the fireworks and shit. Mm-hmm. The final part with a foot pushing through for the cut. Now his eyes whited out, his tongue is split because the cleaver, uh, not the cleaver, because the hook went through the bottom of his jaw. Mm-hmm. Like that shit, like it was like you could feel the energy like translated off the screen. Like mm-hmm. the final, uh, the when Goku and Frieza beat Jiren, like you felt that come out of the screen. I mean, I, I kind of don't really count Dragon Ball Z even know anywhere near this race, not for any reason other than they've been able, they've had the energy for so long. You know is what I'm saying? It, like they understand how to present their product in a way. Okay, then is it an issue of animation or is it an issue of the musical score? No, it's just the general feel that you get when you see the art. Like mm-hmm. I, I think all the animation and stuff in like Fire Force is great, but I don't think Fire Force looks as good as like, like that. Don't get me wrong. There's older shit that that does not look better than present day shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it doesn't. I'm just saying I don't feel like I'm getting the same bang for my buck. Mm-hmm. I just feel like those things artistically deliver to me more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It more so, uh, like, I guess in the sense of, like, the way, the you know, like, just the art. It doesn't always have to be big, bright, and loud and shit. Like, like you know what? Redline made me feel the way that I was looking for mm. in terms of, like, seeing it. But then if you look in the Redline, a lot of Redline is, is hand-drawn. Yeah. So, you know, that's that goes right back to what I was talking about. So I don't know. I just I miss hand drawn style, and I think the loss of hand drawn style has, uh, yeah. There's the hot take. I think the loss of hand drawn in anime has taken some of the spirit out of it. Hmm. And I understand that that's not fair to the animators, 
and all of that. And I'm not saying like yeah, man, too I don't bad. know. I don't know I'm how you can say that to the Mappa animators who haven't seen their kids in like three years. No, no, no. But... and I get that. No, I, I'm man. not no, saying no, that. No, you in... said what you said. <laughs> you said what you said, man. Out here missing like three. Yeah, because they spirit shit. is in their fucking computer. They don't get a chance to put it in there because they can't go home. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you know what I'm saying? It's like uh, things can be. Tra- I think it's just the general thing of things being translated on paper. Maybe I don't know. And obviously, uh, scheduling and things like that, you know, one studio wasn't handling as much shit, you know, before where it's mm-hmm. like, well, your job is just the animation, especially when it's like, you know, beforehand, there was more in-house shit yeah. or the animation studio did the movie. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Versus uh, one set of people do the anime and the animation is done by another set of people. You get what right, I'm saying? I think, right. and I, I that probably makes sense for labor. It probably is more effective, cost effective, or whatever the case. But I'm just saying, in a sense of like something is lost in translation when it because it's not like that anymore. And yeah. I think there's a, a multitude of factors that can play into that. So, yeah, that's my long winded way of saying that. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, with that, you want to take us out of here? Hell no, we rocking forever. No, nigga. <laughs> no, you never see your family again. Fuck <laughs> we friends for life. <laughs> um, thank you guys for checking us out. This has been another episode of the Now Mind You podcast. You can find us wherever you like to get your social media or wherever you like to get your podcast. If you want to follow any of us specifically, you can follow me at Matt Hambrick. That's M-A-T-T-H-A-M-B-R-I-C. Wherever you like to get your social media, brand is strong. So it's the same across the board. TJ, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Tuss4Skate. That's T-U-S-S number four underscore S-K-A-T-E. And y'all can find Bryce, Mr. Coachman himself, on Instagram at Ashe underscore Onsa. That's A-X-E underscore O-N-C-A. Baby. <laughs> uh, and with that said, you can follow us at Now Mind You Podcast wherever you'd like to get your podcast, whatever po- uh, preferred podcasting platform you have, we're there. Wherever you'd like to get your social media, we are also there. Always up for discussion, always open to talk. So hit us up, let us know how you're feeling, or whatever the case. And with that being said, we'll see you guys next week, or you can see us over in the combat episode. Uh, Peace, y'all. Peace.